You're listening to Force-Fed Digital. BXU Heard. What's going on? What's going on? It's your boy Kingsbridge Rich. You're now tuned into the My Bronx Story podcast. Tis the season, guys. Tis the season. Today's episode is Tis the Season. Um, it's your boy Rich, man. Follow me on my socials. Get me on IG. I got two Instagram pages My Bronx Story. That's my underscore Bronx underscore story. And the Kingsbridge underscore Rich. That's Kingsbridge Rich. Catch me there. Catch me on TikTok. TikTok is the wave. People think that it's all about dancing. And, well, not everybody, but I don't know. For some reason, I asked that question on Facebook out of all places. You know, I don't be showing no love to Facebook. But, like, literally, like, Facebook to me is just, like, kind of old family, old friends, old schoolmates. And whoever decided to stick there. And so I don't really do much, but, like, I read little articles here and there. Everything just, it just feels so, it's like a, a place for dinosaurs. No offense, but... It's where I do have some loved ones there, whatever. But, yeah, I asked that question. I'm like, why y'all don't like TikTok? And it was like, oh, you know, TikTok is more for feminine. This is my man telling me, too. It's like alpha type dude. Like, you know what I mean? Big six foot. What? Well, he's probably Frank, like six foot five or four or something. I'm probably giving him too much. Pause. <laughs> um, giving too many inches. Pause. But, yeah, he's like it's feminine energy over there. And it's just dancing. I'm like. And I had a few people that, that kind of mentioned that sentiment. But I don't know. TikTok to me, and I'll just leave it on that, has been more of like a, a place that you can get information fresh and new and perspective fresh and new. It's the one place that I've managed to get a good sight on things from the people who are experiencing it themselves. Way before you get the buffer of commercial media, where media is going to give you a spin, is going to give you the narrative that they think it's important based on their pews and all their research and stuff. This is unfiltered, homie from the third floor is saying as, as they see it then yeah. giving you the story time. Now, there might be a few more videos until you get the full story or the straight story because, hey, it's TikTok after all. Yeah. You, you know, you might be lucky you get a credible source on something, but you get so much perspective and you get so much consistency that I really enjoy it there. I learn a lot there. You don't need no intros, no outros, anything special is to the point. And I managed to have a good platform there. So follow me on TikTok, I'm saying, and learn you something on TikTok. It doesn't have to all be YouTube or whatever. There's a lot you can get, a lot of connections. And if you're somebody who's trying to promote something, you got a small business or something like that. You, like me, got a podcast. You got a story to tell. You have a small business, something, whatever it is. Now I sound like I'm doing an advertisement for TikTok. <laughs> TikTok is the place to be. You're going to connect with people. I buy, there's so much that, there's so many accounts that I follow that I support from different things. There's for one, a Limbe page. So I'm talking about the holiday season and come on, if you had that person, that tia in your family that made Limbes or something, or if you had that lady from that certain apartment that you went to to visit, that you got Limbes, you know, while you was in town, then you already know how I got down in the 80s. Like, yeah. Limbes, like, take my allowance, please, the little that I made. Yeah. And, and when I found out that my grandfather could make Limbes, oh, forget it, it was a wrap. We started making a hustle out of them. Yeah. 
and selling them. But look at through TikTok that I met somebody who yeah. makes limbes, and that took me as a person that had a platform talking about nostalgia to a trip to Mashula Parkway in the Bronx, yeah. and my platform is talking about the Bronx, and that's a part of my history. That was like one of the first hustles I ever had, yeah. and now I'm connected to the Limbe Plug, and that is her name. Shout outs to Jasenia, the Limbe Plug, and so I met her through TikTok, and now we we on some cool tip like forget just TikTok, but you build your community, and it's not just dancing. Although you can get creative and make a dance to advance whatever it is that you're trying to advance your business, your your you know you have a product or something like that, but it's just a creative way that people get. Uh, you know, get cracking with whatever it is that they're trying to promote. So I've been doing well there. I'm sure you could if you got something to pres- to promote as long as you're disciplined. But catch me there, and that's why I kind of always give so much attention. And I got my TikTok family, so shout out to you guys because a lot of y'all and through my live videos there would just encourage me to keep going or whatever. But anyway, tis the season, man. This is the holiday seasons, and I am joined by none other than. What we calling you today? T one producer T one. Yeah. Producer, are we going by real names or introductions or? Cause I know I got you mad on the spot. If it wasn't that this light was blue down here, I know you'd have been looking at me and giving. You guys know that gesture where you do the neck thing, like you're cutting your own neck, like cut it out, chill. Like I'm a second away from that, cause I put it on the spot. Cause you don't like to be in the in the front ground. Okay. But it is the season, and we're talking family, and we up in each other's faces, and we got family in our faces, and this is our escape almost from everybody, so we could do our thing. All right. All right. So anyway, yeah, like I was saying, tis the season is the episode. I'm joined by T1, so you might hear some laughter a little closer than usual. Yep. Right? You might hear, there's a sound effect here. Now you got to use your imagination. You might hear that more often <laughs> or right yeah so yeah that that might be something you hear a little closer but anyway i'm, I'm joined by none other than tati my wife and producer t1 aka and all of that stuff and now <laughs> she's cheesing i'm gonna turn away so yeah catch me on my on my socials yo this season i'm gonna tell you what thanksgiving to think so we got that stretch of holiday from thanksgiving right and i, I dropped the episode I was talking a little bit about thanksgiving stuff and it was more radical yeah, yeah. but like <laughs> when i really think of the essence and the core of this of this season the way i would celebrate it with family is a lot of people coming in town you had that relative that you visit that is probably only once a year for some of us we had the split households and, and how that looked or whatever but for me the thing that I have been on the hunt for is to see what was Theo's cologne. <laughs> so if you grew up like me, that you had the bendición to a Theo that got real close to you, had stubble in their cheeks, and they gave you a little cheek, cheeky kiss that poked you. It also, that stab, that trauma that you got, right? That physical trauma that you got from that stab, from the, from the stubble on Theo's face, right? Also came along with a wolf of whatever the hell it was wearing. Yeah. What, what was that? Because, like... I'm asking you, I know this has probably been a part of our pillow talk before, yeah. so I know we've gone through that question, but I, I want, I want by the time I get back to IG that somebody says, yo, it was this, it was Paco Rabanne. Well, like, which one was it? Oh, no. Maybe it's a different one for a different generation. What could it I be? how old. What could it be? <laughs> right? Because like going back to my time, the, the 80s Theo that also gave you $5 when your mom was looking and told you not to give it to your mom. Because you had that mother. <laughs> when you had that parent, the uncle that gave you money also reminded you. 
to not let your mom know you had it. Yeah. <laughs> what you were supposed to do, just show it back home with all this stuff from the store like your mom don't know yeah. the value of $2? Asking, where you got right? that from? Where, where you got that from? My mom sent me to the store with List and Fiao. So, like, there wasn't really hand to hand. My mom had an account, so she'll pay at the end of the week. <laughs> that's how she was. But, um, yeah, we got a lot of family in town. We've been seeing family. And that's pretty typical about this, uh, this time of year. So, I usually, around this time, I, I might get through, like, my phone calls with people who come to mind, families that come to mind. And, and for me, what happens is that, unfortunately, I had a lot of family that wasn't close to home. Uh, we all coming from the Bronx, right, at some point. And I have a huge family, so I'm my mom's side of the family alone, like nine aunts and uncles. And, and then we can count the ones that my grandfather had with other women because I had a papi chula grandfather as well, right, on both sides. Both of my grandfathers were papi chulos with multiple kids with different women. They, they were spreading their seed around. There's a lot of Dominican and Puerto Rican seed that's been spread that's on U.S. territory and abroad. There's a lot of seedlings out there. No, those seedlings are old. Anyway, yeah. So, so I got a big family on both sides or whatever. So, you know, the memories that I get is kind of spread out. But what happened to me growing up when I was a, a young kid, when I, so, so I'm like, let's say six, eight years old. 80s, 90s, I went through this whole period where um, my family was moving out. So we had family going to Florida, we had family going to Hawaii, we had family all over the place, everywhere except for New York. The ones that had to stay behind was like my grandfather, I had one aunt, and my mom. So from a big family and everybody just like pretty much taking their distance, getting their life on track or whatever, it, was, uh, it became something where I, I would only see them once a year for Thanksgiving. So we didn't have like the house parties like other families, but soon after, right? And it's crazy. It's ironic because like I love dance and I dance all kind of music. But when it comes to salsa, bachata, merengue, I can accredit my dance moves to one family, the Cruz family. <laughs> this is a Dominican family that I meet. And so I, I, for the first time, get a sense of like these family parties and celebrating the season the way people look at celebrating the season, not just a day, you know what I mean? That I get to see a few cousins at grandma's house. Yeah, yeah. And so now the dancing, the celebration, like they was pulling out cameras and recording the nephews and the nieces dedicating a song to like the uncles, yeah. like like I it got deep. That, that, I, I, I understand that because that's what I... That's, a, that's an experience. Right. That's a Dominican And experience. it's such a reverence that you get. And so yeah. this was a Dominican family. And, and I got in touch with my culture through an extended, like through friendship. Yeah. And so it was crazy because what reflected in that family were values that my family had, but they were scattered. So we couldn't join the way we would, or we would only join like one day a year. But what the fulfillment that I got, right, I couldn't experience that because, you know, everybody's taken off doing their thing. But out here with some friends i'm a kid that gets to come across the street and 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 hang out with all the cousins and like this family so cruz family when i talk about the cruz families uh, my friend jenny ellie and joel cruz uh this is on creston avenue on 197th street i had moved into that block and it, upon meeting everybody and seeing who's who this was an entire family that would just have parties like every friday and like, yo, car after car show up, another cousin, the cousins from Jersey show up, and we were all about the same age. 
So that means like all the aunts and uncles were all having kids at the same exact time because everyone showed up. Like we were all like 14 years old at the same time with a few 12 year olds and, and like 15 of them. We got so into this family that we would get gifts. They called us the twins. They thought my brother and I were twins. I mean, at some point they knew that we wasn't. But they would just call us the twins. And they'd, we'd have Christmas gifts over at their family. And, and house to house to house. And so when I think about like the, 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 the time period between Thanksgiving and Christmas was like every Friday was a party. Yeah. And we go to the Heights because then the grandmother lived in the Heights. The grandmother and grandfather lived in the Wait, Heights. They used to take it to the Heights? Yes. <laughs> you know the deal, the cabs. Like, yo, when you see the two, when, they, when they're calling for two cabs yeah. and everybody's pulling their cars up and they, oh, how it felt to be a kid that you wasn't paying for a cab. You was just sliding in the plastic seats of the Lincoln Town car. Yeah, like, you know what I mean? Nah, that no, 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 nah, that hey, wasn't. I'm gonna take the twins. <laughs> no, no, I, I wasn't raised like that forever. Yeah. Like, I was a kid in the streets. I, don't know. I, I was a kid in the streets, guys. Look, <laughs> this is this is just the, the normal bus down. At a certain time, my mom just needs to know that I'm not bleeding <laughs> and I'm alive. I'm poor enough that you know I didn't eat outside, I didn't eat anywhere. And if I ate somewhere else, I'm gonna eat back at home again because I was also a fat kid. <laughs> Right? But, nah, there was no checking in ever. Wow. Ever. Yeah. I was one of those kids. That's More crazy. on that in another episode, but it was never going to be that somebody, hey, listen, your kid's going to be with us. Yo, we would, I'm talking about, shoot, over five, six years of, wow. of, of Christmases, of yeah. New Year's parties, of Thanksgiving. That would be the third house I go to. So look, this is the other thing, divided homes, yeah. right? We'd have to go to my grandfather's house second, right? We'll go to my grandmother's house in Spanish Harlem in the Taft houses, right? She was apartment, I think, 13F or 12F, right? Right wow. next to La Maqueta. Wow. So the whole family show up. It's not our fault that my grandfather and grandmother got divorced, but my grandmother busted down and she was religious. So... We had to go to that house. Yo, you know what I loved about going there? I don't know if you guys got that can the candies. Remember those strawberry candies? Yes. The strawberry bag? The strawberry, I don't know what they're called. They had a wrap that, so the wrapper looked, was like red with green. It looked yeah. like a strawberry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those I call those grandma candies. Yes. There's a few of those. But every grandma <laughs> I've been to other grandmother's houses. Candy, like you know, you start dating and you, you know, you gotta you, you gotta give away a a the, Thanksgiving to somebody's family. The butterscotch too, yeah. yeah. And the, how about the green ones? There's the green ones that are shaped like a, a, oh, yeah, a crescent. Yeah, yeah I know. They're like lime and lemon, whatever. I, they were just a dark green, I remember. With I like mean, if a, you were in the Dominican homes, you had the mentas. You remember those? The yes, yeah, yes. Those. They, I could feel the texture to it. Yeah. But yeah, so my grandmother, Puerto Rican side, yeah. right? Spanish Harlem, <coughs> right? With the She's been cooking since... The day before, we show up at the crib at like 11 o'clock to eat at like 12.30, a full dinner because of the divorce. You know, it was not spoken. There was never, you know, he and her husband was there on the couch religious. They put some football. Grandma would slide all the cousins a $20 bill. <laughs> I think my kids got a few $20 bills. Right. The to the grandpa. Like, yo, grandma was stacked. You be thinking you special like you was the only one that got a $20 yeah. bill. Remember when she, she wrote... 
their names. Oh yeah, wow. yeah. That was a special moment. That yeah, was yeah. And, and for my grandmother, the difference was that she she didn't know how to write or read. Yeah. So like, how proud my parent, my um, my yeah. mom was when she realized that. That was beautiful. My 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 grandmother was writing or wrote wrote her own name. I love it. That was crazy. Yeah. But yeah, so that grandma, this is this is this is Guala Guala Thanksgivings I'm talking about. So I can't be that diverse when I talk about yeah. cultural. You know what I mean? Yeah. So to all my, you know, whoever's listening to this, my bad if I'm on some Guala Guala shit, but. I'm a Guala Guala dude, so this is a real Guala Guala holiday episode thing. But my black brothers would always show up at some form of, or one form or another in one of our parties, yeah. right? And blend right in because my father was black, so let's get that straight. Like, on my Dominican side, they're the dark ones. <laughs> my Dominican side is the dark side, you know what I mean? But, like, dancing merengue, yeah, I always had a friend or two that would show up or whatever, but um, you know, in our neighborhoods, we all mixed or whatever. But um, yeah, that's been my my very guala guala ish experience with the with the furniture. How about that? Remember that? Oh that it, it was like that tan Bro. couch with the brown like designs of like I the little house on the prairie vibe look. Yeah, I feel like that stuck to your body with the wood you, when you had the plastic covering because you knew you had that cousin oh, that yeah, peed yeah, yeah, so. Yeah. <laughs> You know, oh, not every house, not every house had the um the plastic covering. You know this. A lot of them did. But then, like you know, you get up and it appealed to your skin, and you hear, <laughs> and you knew somebody was getting off the couch. <laughs> Got to stop doing that bad thing you was doing because you heard the skin peeling off the couch. <laughs> right. That was the experience right there. Yeah, but between the candies and the furniture. And all of that, right? <laughs> but the back-to-back cabs and the family, I was talking about, yeah, going back yeah. to the family. Because I got introduced to these house parties in that way. And I was taken, like, everywhere. So wherever they went, the party was, before you know it, it was like, during this season, it's like, make sure that they're there, my brother and I. Wow. And we're, you know, they call the two cabs. That means, yeah. like, oh, they're, they're accounting for extra people. That means I'm, I'm going with them there. Come on, get, get in. The, you know, it's like... Yeah. It wasn't anything formal, but we'll be there, and then we'll realize that they made a space for us. And that makes you feel like you're part of family. Of course, that yeah. makes you feel so much counted, yeah. you know? I learned how to dance merengue there That's in those par- parties. They used to do dances at the different sports bars, yeah. and it'll be recorded on those public <laughs> access. Remember public access yeah. TV? Oh where so local people could be so local blue. stars? Yeah. Where you just end up on, I don't even remember what channel it was, but was I've been, the there's been quite a few times that I go back to school and somebody like, yo, over the weekend, yo, I saw you, you was on that show, you was, you were sitting down at the table while, while Los Chicos was dancing, they were performing, it was Las Chicas, so they were, the cousins, that family was so big, oh I'm so stuck on them because if we spent a lot of years together, that cousin was so big. Shout out to them. Shout outs, right, to all of them, yo. All of them. The Maticas, Dianas, Alexi, Henry. We got guitar players there. Right, oh, Wheelie. Yeah, yo, I yo, that. listen. Like you were learning guitar. You, yo, you told you how to Henry, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yo, look, look at how dope. On top of all things, yeah. there were so many of them that they were able to form a male, an all-male merengue group, Damn. dance group. And all female, so it's los chicos and las chicas, I and there'll be competitions, <laughs> and they'll be dancing against other groups. Oh my God. And I remember Party one time solo. there's another group that had like yeah. the same music, I think it was what year, or whatever. What year was that? This is in the '90s, so I, this okay. is '90. I must say '95. '95. Okay. 
Because they we had to all be like tenth grade age, tenth eleventh grade age. Okay. Yo, salsa, they were nice with Because I used it. to go to competitions and see groups like that. Like that, you so, know how it, yeah, in between yeah, the Bronx and the Heights, with the, with right? The, so like yeah. that, that there'll be a, and then they'll you know the host will yeah. grab the mic and introduce the next person, to, and now you have the dances, right? Macanito Mendez dances, yes. yeah, yeah. So it's the so when okay. Kenito was out, so this is Kenito's yeah. first album. Let's take it back to Kenito Mendez. Days, but yeah, yeah, we'd be in Washington Heights, we'd be in the Bronx, we'd be all over the place. I get gifts during Christmas. I sit down, yeah. I practice my Spanish for the first time, and be vulnerable amongst this family. Yes. And the cousins will always treat me like a cuz. I always felt like a cuz there, and it was. And to this day, to this day, I see them. I'm, you know, I'm in touch with them on social media. I saw Nudis the other day, uh, two weeks yeah. ago. I saw her. And give a big hug, and it's just it's beautiful to see that you can get your roots, Definitely. and and be a part of family. Family doesn't have to be blood. No. And you see people do friendsgivings and stuff. So these these seasons, I think to me, like the nostalgia in it. You always got that friend or two that was like that yeah. that family friend that showed up at functions. I was that friend amongst the family, and I was that fat ass friend because <laughs> that would be the third house that I'd eat at. <laughs> you know, good thing that we had all these parties to burn it off with, yeah. but um. To me, I feel like the 80s and 90s vibe of these uh, holiday seasons, they hit different. Yeah. Now it's, you know, at least like families get together and do little TikTok video dances. Now I'm back to the proving the, the theory right that people say about the dances or whatever. But like, you know, you had the, the cousins that step out to smoke weed, right? Yeah, yeah. I remember not being in that group of cousins, but I'll go yeah. out to stretch my legs. I also realized that I'm that uncle now. Yeah. <laughs> Well, welcome to uncle. new holiday nah, adventures. Tis the season. It's <laughs> crazy. Season. I, I went my whole life not smoking weed. Yeah. My whole life. I, I two times I smoked weed, I turned to a chicken head. <laughs> and and there's there's story times behind that. I'm not even gonna get into that. But yeah. point is I could not handle my own. Yeah. Right? In the two instances that it took me to say I'm not doing that. Fast forward, we go to Vegas. Las Vegas. Yeah. We buy ago. way too many edibles in the days <laughs> that we needed to stay there. And then a lot of stuff happens, right? Yeah. And before you know it, it's like, oh, shoot. It was a whole different thing for me. Yeah. So now I'm the Theo that sparks up outside. Yeah. I take a break for air. <laughs> and some people know what the vibe is or whatever. But yeah, the weed smoking cousins, that's a whole group right there. Yeah. In the hallways. Or if you got a step farther away, yeah. depending on what type I of family you came those, from. I remember but I never understood what they were doing because I was too You little. was the little cousin, yeah, that's why. Cousin. You were the little cousin looking at the older cousins like, step out. Like, what? what's so cool that, like, all of them are grabbing their coats. Yeah. And talking about coats, we always had that coat room. <laughs> Right, the parties, right? Tis the season. Yes. During this time, oh if you was in the house party, you had so you showed up in the double cabs. Both cabs sure. came at the same time because back then you had the base number. You grabbed the telephone off the wall, yeah. right? And you dialed the base and you told them, "I need two cabs." And they went and they said, two five zero, two five zero, two five zero, three minute, three minute, lo do three minute, three minute, minuto. To me, it was in English because I caught those cabs in, in English, hoping that somebody knew what the hell I was saying as a no sabo. <laughs> so much pressure. But yeah, you had the base numbers, so you was able to call. It'd be like, what, Daylight? Well, the Daylight was one of them, Audubon cab. That was for the Heights, though. Yeah. But yeah, so you know, that yeah. you had the coat roof, you had the weed smoking cousins, grandma would slip you a 20. What's grandma passing now? Because if grandma was giving 20s back then, how we adjust for inflation? 
What what's somebody could help me with that? But I inquiring minds need to know. What's the going rate that grandma well, sister put? Well, right grandma now, just gave. I was gonna say Ari a hundred spot. <laughs> I was gonna say. Yeah. Is that the new hundreds? The new twenty yeah. yeah. adjusting for inflation? Yeah, she's thirteen. That's crazy. That's crazy. So the twenties that we was getting was like hundred spots in today's, the way I was that still we value. The other day, now I feel like. I feel whack now for all the twenties. I'm mean, thinking I'm, I'm showing out like here. Holidays are. It was probably like well. slipping a dollar bill. That's why when I told Javi, yo, I'll give you a dollar for dancing, he ain't really take my dollar. <laughs> Can't be like, what? I'd rather dance for free. <laughs> you could keep your dollar. Obviously, you need it more than I do. <laughs> oh, shoot. How about this? The cracker tin or the Ooh, cookie yes. tin? What you find in there? Nowadays? If it was Thanksgiving Day, you probably will find the cookies that's yeah, supposed yeah. to be in there. What Anytime after that, yeah. sewing products. <laughs> So, so during the holidays, you got the munchies, you yeah. was the weed smoking group, the cousins, right? Or the Theo like me now. You come back in thinking that you're going to get cookies and you bust open a foil that has spindles of thread, different colors. Rice. Pretty much the hem kit for short people like me. Yeah, rice. That got to cut off your jeans. Yeah. 10 inches Shut and up. better. <laughs> Why? Why do you think it's so deep into that? So, well, I can't express. This is how I relieve my trauma. Wow. It's part of it. But yeah, so look at the thing with, with his particularly, my situation, right? Um, well, this is the same situation for anybody who's in the same situation. Divorced parents. Okay. Or grandparents. So you remember I said earlier about my, so my grandmother busted down earlier, but after that, we'll go to my grandfather's house, right? The third house was, was the Dominican side, right? Because I had to eat there. And I'll be stuffed. But second house. So grandpa will still be visited because everybody's in town. So we will always every year make two trips because grandma moved on and she got a new husband and they're religious. So we do it earlier. Then we shoot up to the Bronx. Then in the Bronx, we hit grandpa and then grandpa got a younger wife. So now grandpa's new wife is trying to keep up. You know, she's heard that grandma throw down in the kitchen. So she hears that the whole family's coming, and she's supposed to be the person that holds down grandpa. So she got a reputation she got to live up to. So she'll bust it down, too. So she'll learn what grandma number one wasn't really making that grandma number two was doing. And they both had their pateles. And I remember the aunts and uncles, and, you know, no matter how good she cooked, it was never as good as grandma. So, yeah, I mean, their, their opinion of it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's the bias because it's that's their grandmother. Bias, yeah. But, yeah, they, they so put it, it put it like this. It. All to say <laughs> is that there was a reason why the food was yeah. always on point. It's yeah. like, mm, oh, you're going to go to your grandfather's house? I'm about to stuff you yeah. first. And grandma will make sure that we all took extra food. Yeah. She was probably trying, as Christian as she was, she was probably trying to spite. <laughs> nah. She was trying to fill herself. She ain't got, we ain't got no more space to eat. Sure. Think about it. No, hey, go ahead, patele. I love that. Right? Sure. The way my grandmother talked. I love that. Right? But yeah, man. So now, Dominican parties versus Puerto... Dominican versus Puerto Rican parties. We're talking music now. Okay. I'm Mexicanito Mendez. Okay. How about... Raise your, th- raise your coquitos <laughs> to this one. Mark Anthony. Of course. You know, if you would have not said Mark Anthony, I'd probably be like... That's a household stable for the body <laughs> Yo, coquito, you lifting your leg because they're cleaning before family comes, <laughs> singing, yeah. 
mm, those were the days. But I grew up, I grew up in um in in that way, and that was the good in it. You know what I mean? Like those, I I usually default to the good stories, or whatever. Unfortunately for me, like you know, I I shared that I got family that moved further away. Yeah. I was lucky enough I get to see them once a year, and a lot will happen during that Thanksgiving, but for the rest of the year to pretty much be that experience through friends and close friends or whatever. Um, what, what was painful and hard to deal with was being, being in the Bronx with my mother being on drugs and having an aunt that's on drugs too. So they were the only ones that, that was local. So we had between both of them to really stick out the holidays or whatever. Now my mom was a loner. My father was in jail. Even when he was ready to come out, like they wasn't going to be together because they didn't have a good relationship anyway. But, you know, my mom was a loner. She was a hoarder. The, the upkeep of the house was not good. We had mismatched furniture. I wasn't accustomed to bringing people over the house. And so I had friends and, you know, people I'd play with outside, which is why I spent so many, so much time outside. I'd be outside from early to night. And it'll be the place where I've experienced in the Bronx during the 80s, shootouts. I was just always outside. I always saw something. My eyes was glued to the streets, to the movings, to the conversations. And because I was around so much and I witnessed so much, I've had so much of an experience and perspective and thoughts on things for so long. But in these times, my mom was a loner. And we, I, I didn't invite people over for anything. Like, if I had a friend that would follow me, it'd be to wait at the door for me. Yeah. Because it was always something funky in my house. And then tons of roaches, roaches everywhere. Yeah. Like, in every apartment growing up, it was just too many roaches. So you don't remember holidays being a thing? Not that yeah. I don't remember it. It just wasn't happening. Wasn't happening. Holidays was never going to be hosted in my house. Okay. And like the cleaning that will happen for you to still have a tremendous amount of roaches yeah. or whatever. And just, you know, the, the furniture wasn't real furniture, like things were mismatch and things, you know, picked from the garbage or whatever. And it was tough. And, and so, you know, coming like that, I didn't have the, uh, the environment to really celebrate. Yeah. So so for the time, I didn't have those friends. It was really staying home during like Christmas and New Year's or going to my grandfather's house because yeah. he'll have like a bunch of gifts on a nice tree. He had a nice TV and, yeah. you know, he had things together. So the sense of normalcy came there. He had a pool and it was yeah. across the street. Yeah, so yeah. We'll, we'll cut across the street or we'll be outside. And, and my, my grandfather, they actually made limbes. So my brother and I will just, we'll take them and we'll go to the block and we'll start selling the limbes. Yeah. So that's why I got such a connection to Limbas as well. Yeah. So, you know, I was talking earlier about TikTok and, you know, you find creators that speak the language and they speak the nostalgia. That's what my TikTok is about. Everything that I'm saying on this whole platform that's now on a podcast, I got little tidbits talking about it. Yeah. Well, that's why I like TikTok. But in that, you know, I, I got that connection through the Limbas. But we did the Limbas and we would sell them probably for like a quarter, even though there was a spot around the corner. Yeah. So once we learned how to like, you know... My grand, my grandmother, my grandfather's wife would have the whole freezer set with all of them. They'll freeze, we'll eat like a bunch of them, and then we'll just start making money or whatever. But that was that was the days. That was the normalcy we had going there. Yeah. And if somebody was in town, we'll get a call across the street, or oh, your uncle's here. Or my family, what they used to do, they used to do um, camping over the summers. So if that summer we were lucky that we all got together, oh, then yeah, that would yeah. be a full summer that like everybody got together. Yeah. We had like we would go to the Seven Lakes. 
Yeah, Beaver Palm. Yeah, that was a real Puerto. And we got pictures, tons of pictures. Mm-hmm. That fruity picture I got with the me holding the stick with the with the the oh, glizzy yeah, at the end of it, yeah, yeah. and my hip looked like it's making a little bop. <laughs> that little gas picture I got of myself. <laughs> that joint. Yeah, that's um, <clears throat> that was at the Seven Lakes with my family. So yeah, it was, it was it was tough coming up like that, man. It was um, the only time that we got to see family was like during Thanksgiving specifically, yeah. Christmas being poor and poverty in those conditions, not having many people come over to see you, Honestly, it being yeah. cold, you know, you being more in the house. You know, I put on a lot of weight during those times and stuff because I was real. My weight didn't fluctuate. I was from fat to fatter. So <laughs> it's not like it, I was skinny and then I put on. No, I was fat to fatter, not as fat. So damn, Richie, what's going on? Yeah, it, it was it was uh it was up and down in that way, but um yeah it, it was it was a uh, tough. We moved around for evictions after that, so um it took a while and there was a lot of those. There was a it was a good amount of years going through that as experience before meeting um the Cruz family and 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 all the cousins and everybody. So it, it was it was torturous. It wasn't easy. It wasn't easy, but it's to show you how culture. And learning culture, you don't have to learn it from your blood family, yeah. you know, and, and which kind of brings me to, to the idea of the holidays and what else this mean, it means to me. I, I, I look backwards and I appreciate these stories. I appreciate the chance that I got to celebrate and look at what we do now. A lot of us at this age now, we are the uncles and aunts yeah. that are hosting we are the ones that are cooking. That. We are the ones that are yeah. ordering the Ubers. We are the ones that are putting the music. That's for the old people. <laughs> but the kids, when they're older, they're going to throw back to the times that are now. Yeah. We're creating the future memories for our kids. Yeah. And they're reliving in that. We're the ones that are grabbing our nephew. We're the ones that, when we gather and we see really face-to-face how somebody's really doing, and we pray with them, and we tell them, listen, give me a call. It doesn't have to only be today. Yeah. We get our places ourselves into that place with each other where it's 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 that in-person check-in that you can pull somebody aside and show truly like, look, I'm concerned what's going on. Yeah. It's the chance that we get to see how our nephews and nieces are, if they're reaching the milestones that they need to. There's so much when your eyes are open that you can see. Yeah. We should live intentionally. Yeah, there's a ton of things we can gossip about too because Theo brought the, the third woman to... <laughs> You know, this is the third woman in three years, bro. It like, is the season, bro. It is the season. <laughs> the shit that happens in our families, right? Now, yeah, there's, there's room for gossip as well. But if you're going to gossip, entertain yourself, whatever, because <laughs> you're going to do it. But on the other end of things, there's something you got to offer. Aside from that dish you cooked. You know, this is a great opportunity when family's in town. After you're done with all your criticizing, that you can step in and offer some help. That's true. That you can offer and advice that you can offer, you know, something beyond the dish or whatever, you know, if if you're living intentionally. So it's a good idea to to think in that way. Of course. I, um, you know, I look back and I think of the nostalgia and the fun times and the things that made Thanksgiving Thanksgiving for me from the music to the, what the cologne was, which we never got to. But for me, I would, well, I don't know. We're probably never going to figure it out. But I think for me, like, I smell Fahrenheit. Okay. I was going to say, since we're back to the topic, you know those little Cuban-looking cigar perfumes? Yeah. Was that called 
Cubanos or something like that. I remember it. I don't remember the name of it. Bro, that's for me. Is that, that a tío for you? That's a tío. That's the tío. Yeah. And because my father used it so much. And he was the older. He was that generation. Right. So I always smelled that on him and everybody else. I'm going to figure it out. I'm, this is going to be... The one with the body, the man, you know the man? I remember the sculptured one. It yeah, looked not like the curve, because that's a fake version. Like the, the blue yeah, one. Yeah, 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 the, the blue, blue. I know exactly what you're talking that about. That one, yeah. too. That one, too. That, yeah. Or, or the musk. Brute. Yes. Brute, because yeah. that's a Theo thing, now, too. Now, if you were Dominican... Oh, that's a grandfather, no, but he's somebody... Dominican, grandpa is somebody Theo anyway. Uh, Avon. Remember Avon? Avon or Amarfi, right? No, Amarfi is the Dominican singer, right? I mixed it up the music with the no 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 um Aramis Aramis, Aramis. it was yellow yeah yellow yeah okay. yeah with a gold yeah yeah gold? it was goldish yeah, I think yeah. it was yeah Dominican that's the that's the Theo's on my Dominican side was showing up smelling like that <laughs> okay that might be a muscle okay, but try. my Puerto Rican side like my 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 Puerto Rican uncles are young they had more they had like kids. curve. For them. See, that's your generation though, because you you still. But my little... Puerto Rican side, I don't remember too much. Now I'm gonna tell you, cool I water, don't... cool water cologne. Yeah, I don't remember Puerto Rican. Fahrenheit cologne. I didn't spend. Yeah. I remember. Yeah, that that was. But anyway, there's that. There's the pastela memories. Yeah. There's the going out to smoke or to offer the smoke. Yeah. There's the little twenty dollars on the candies and all <laughs> that. You know. Um, but that's good. Up until you realize that you're that tío or tía, or you're that relative that's slipped away, because then you have those years after a while that you realize you just can't get in touch with somebody. Yeah. And unfortunately, during these times, depression is on a rise. Yeah. And people, and you know, and there's a combination of a lot of things and reasons why we're we're suffering through depression. During it's not just you know, a lot of it's the pressure on society that society gives you. You know, we feel the need to, well, us who don't have a backbone, and especially I dare to say, like, people who are more like people pleasers, people who have the best in their heart, I think would take it the worst because they don't know how to be firm enough to say, well, this is my financial situation. I can't afford to give gifts to everybody, and I'm going to be comfortable with that. Now it takes a lot for a person to be that way. I have, I have. That's been a big. This deal it's a, it's a. You get the and guilty conscience. And I'm okay in that. Right. Okay, that's fine. You could. Do I'm it fine with for your mental state. I I'm fine with important. not getting anybody gifts if it, I can't afford important. to. Yeah. But not everybody's like that. And so it's the pressure, the, the pressure that those people have, of course. right? That that's what spins you into depression, yeah. right? Or that person doesn't want that pressure, uh-huh. so. Now they put everything on credit, yeah. right? To to defer that pressure for a later time. I think we can speak on that because we've have done that, right? Um, not as extreme, but I, you know, you do that out of out of that. Well, you think about it. Most people do. Yeah. Right, and and I'm, we spent a ton of time not just avoiding having to deal with credit. Course, yeah. But if there's ever a time that you feel the most credit, the most, most pressure, pressure to use credit. Is there in the holiday seasons, Correct. and that can be depressing. That is. And a lot of it is what? Like meeting other people's expectations, like Correct. is it really worth it? Yeah. It's not when you think about it, but you don't think about it in that way when, you know, you don't want to hurt people's feelings. Or you feel the, the, the pressures of, oh, this person got me a gift. Or I know for a fact these people can give me a gift, so I have to reciprocate. Yeah. Or it also, I mean, it's also an ego thing too. How about if you're not that person, but 
you are too embarrassed to share that you're in a bad yeah, situation. I agree. I've seen that. Because, you know, you decided to buy a Benz in the summer. <laughs> and now Christmas is coming. You got to park that Benz in a, in a lot. You know what I mean? You can't just post up on, on that block because people are going to hit your rims. And now that's more money. You know what I mean? You took that Benz out with a 580 credit. So your note is high. You feel me? Like, I'm, I'm just talking to you how dudes in the hood be doing. Word. So now, on top of all things, it's like Christmas is coming and you've been that dude on IG for a little minute. So the nephews that you've been having them twerking to these musics to out your car knows that you be sending them to get ice cream and this and that from the store. So they know your pockets when you be showing off with your feet leaning out the side of your car and the music bumping on the block by the hydrant to pull out that knot out the Amiri's. You know what I mean? Like... And then Christmas comes and it's like, you can't tell everybody you fucked up, <laughs> yeah. you know, but that'd be, that'd be the pressure too. Cause eventually your house of cards falls because not, you know, that jokingly we talk about that guy, but in many ways, a lot of us is that yeah. because it's not easy to share with people. You're on pop. I'm broke. I don't got it. I know I had it last year. I'm trying to keep my mind off of that. The fact that I don't have it, but it really takes a lot of courage and it puts people, you have to be in a certain position to be able to do that with people and if you're not comfortable with doing that that's depressing that stressed the hell out of me yeah. so like depression is on the rise during holidays like this too it's important for you to check in with people your loved ones if you see that there's a year that somebody's not popped up somebody comes to mind give them a call they might be dealing with the pressure right now of showing up they might be avoiding the holiday gatherings because they're in a bad situation and they don't want to be a burden and so sometimes it's just the way you reach out to people to extend that, that you know, because so, you know what happens? Sometimes we put the pressure, we put the onus on people going through it. Oh, why you didn't reach out to me? You know how hard it is to really, all the things I just mentioned, uh -huh. the ego, the pride. Yeah, oh, but you know, that don't, but we family. I understand that. But to stop everything and yeah. to reach out, to relive the pain of telling you, yo, I'm in a very bad position. It's not the easiest of things to do. You gotta respect it. So during these holiday seasons, <clears throat> these are some of the things that could be pressure. Generalized stress due to responsibilities, the increase in social interactions, less time to relax and recharge. And I'm going along a list that I found online and um, they're all bullet pointed. So yeah. just wanted to responsibly read some of the things because if that resonates with you, you think to yourself, yo, I'm not bugging. You know what I mean? Because it's easy to lose your wig. Sharing is caring. <laughs> yeah, sharing is caring. It's easy to lose your wig when you when you think that the thing that you, is making you snap, uh -huh. you think it's something very unique to you and you don't realize so many people are going through it. So pressures of perceived obligations. We were just talking about that. And some of them related to travel, meal planning, gift giving, and more. So we talked about the gift giving, but meal planning, okay. having to cook, oh, I'm, I, I make a pot of rice for four people easy. I got to do eight people. I don't want to burn it. I only got one pot. This is the good pot. That's the bad pot. My oven just went out. People are going to come over, and, and I, now I got to buy a whole new oven. Now I'm going to cook over here. Chill. It, the pressure that you get, or even traveling. Who's hosting? Who's not? Sometimes you don't want everybody over your crib. You know what I mean? Some, maybe you're on that year at the last leg of your furniture. You need new furniture. You got springs popping out of it. It's just not that year yet. Like, I love to host everybody, but just give me a little break right now because I'm breaking down. I need to recover. Next year will be good. Yeah. That's pressure. F 
financial stress. Of course. Right? I, I said this before, but going through the list. High expectations often caused by the exaggerated portrayal of the holidays on TV and movies and the media. Yeah. Because media gives you pressure. Of course. Of yeah. thinking you got to, what they say, keep up with the they, Joneses. They tell you happiness. So, guys, look, we're not <laughs> even in December yet. And the drop of this podcast is still in November. So, you got the whole month of December to reflect and think about it. You got your obligations and your expectations. And you know your pockets more than anybody. And you know your heart more than anybody. Do not feel guilty if you got to be like, ain't nobody getting gifts this year. Or everything is on a super budget. If that's what it takes to get your situation better, chances are it's going to get your health better. Chances are a lot of better <clears throat> is going to come out of that. That's right. So stressful family gatherings. That could be a lot. I got families this much, you know, so that could be some of the stress that makes people not want to go. And you know what? And if that's you and that's what's keeping you isolated, then be real with yourself. If you know that you can't be amongst people, you don't want to, you know, you might have a beef, right, with a relative. And because you guys haven't squared everything up yet, you'd rather not show up. Nobody should give you the pressure of not showing up. Or you are the, the person who you have a too much family member yourself. That's the pressure you carry. Right. Or you don't want to put that pressure on other people. Like, you know what? I know that we had that little argument with these people. So to avoid anybody worrying, I'm going to just not show up. It's just, you know, it's it's, it's good to check in and, and see what you're doing. Disappointment over not being able to see family and friends. So... You know, in my case, as a kid, I have family in Hawaii, California. There have been times that they'd spring on, on a ticket to get us over and we'd visit. Yeah. But we had so much family, but in so much places. And it was hard. And my mom didn't drive, so we didn't go places. So it would be a little, you know, it'd be more of a downer yeah. on a very poor holiday season where, you know, you don't really got sure. much and stuff like that. Yeah. And, and the pressure would really be like, you know, you go back to school and you hear the teacher, oh, what did you get? Or people asking, what did you get? What did you get? I wouldn't have any big stories. There'd be some years that I get like a Nintendo, a Game Boy. But, you know, there's plenty of years. It was just corduroids, <laughs> corduroy <laughs> pants from my grandmother in a box yeah, yeah. with a bow on it. You know what I mean? Little clothes that, hey. Do you think our kids have experienced that? I know our kids' experience is way different and they're yeah. in a different time. And, you know, I, I, said, I saw this in a video earlier that says that, like, if your kids have the same struggles you had as a kid, then you failed as a parent. Very good. I take yeah. that with a grain of salt as well. Yeah. But all to say, I see that. in a general sense of it, I know that our kids um, have been in a, in a very good position compared to how we went to. And we make up for what they don't. What we didn't have, we make up for it through them. And look at what we do with family, right? How many years we've already hosted. Right. Or just, you know, the us even going out our way. We've spent years driving for hours yep. with our small family yeah. to break bread and to be balanced amongst families. Because, like, look, we'll go to your side of the family, yeah. different aunts, your father's house. Right. We'll go to some of my aunts, different aunts, house, uncles, houses. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a lot of states. A lot of states. That's in Florida. In, in all these years. That's Florida, right? Providence, Boston. And, and why we did that? We did that because yeah. I did that because I didn't have that. Yeah. I did that because my mom didn't have a car. Yeah. And we grew it, up yeah, there like if there was space was, for us, then we showed up. Yeah. You know, so in this time and the pressures that people have that they can't make it to see family, yeah. 
we got to consider them. And what are some gestures we can do? Reach out to them. Give them a call ahead of the, the holidays to check in. How you doing? How's everything been, man? I, I had you in mind and I was wondering, you know, what's going on with you. Technology you know? has been so advanced. We can't say right. we don't have a, you don't have a, a way to contact. FaceTime is the easiest. Like, if I can't. Right. Or if I don't have your number, I can send you a DM, most people. And, you know, I, I know I talk so much shit about Facebook, but if you need to, <laughs> absolutely need to find somebody and they're old, you might be able to find <laughs> them on Facebook. That's the white pages. Or the there you go, pages the, the yellow love, pages right? of, of technology. Of technology. <laughs> That's a good one. Oh, the true. digital age of, right, you find them on Facebook if they exist. Yes. If they didn't, then they probably passed away already. <laughs> but now, I mean, you know, there's so many ways that you can get in touch with people, and you should. You know, at least ahead of the holidays, reach out, hey, what's going on? And, and you know, there may be something that they're going through that, they just need a conversation to get them back on track. That's applicable to everybody. You know, they might be having to us, to everybody right. Too, so. They might be having their pressures from their own family of everything that that's we just mentioned advice. or whatever. Yeah, that's a really but good um, advice. yeah. So these are some of the things that I say: be intentional over. You have uh, relatives during this time that you might have an opportunity to make amends with yeah. uh, people who you've been distant with, and now you have a chance, or even friends, neighbors. Check in on somebody because these times of year, there's always a spike in depression. There's uh, situations where people unalive themselves, right? And and it's a it's unfortunate, but the pressures can be so much that people surmount in this way, and then they they think that the way out of it is suicide. And to us, we might reason with it differently because we might not be the type to go that far. But people with depression are that type. And people get to that point. And so it's good to check in with people. So during these seasons, uh, tis the season to, to enjoy yourself. Tis the season to connect if you can and, and move your body and move your spirit because you're entitled to it. This world is so screwed up in so many ways. Find your joy somewhere. Find your peace. And if you don't got it at home, go out there, move your legs and find it because it's out there. Right. And you're probably closer to it than you think. And if you feel like you're too far from it, it might be your ego. Stop everything. Somebody's celebrating somewhere and I'm sure they'll be happy to see you. Get over it. Let's, let's get over it together. Find somewhere where you can celebrate, chill, some good people, so, make some new friends and so, make new so friends become family and join a cause, join a community yeah. somewhere. Be a part of something because you shouldn't live this world. And there's so many joyful moments that deserve to be shared with somebody. And, and they live further that way. So, these, this, tis the season that we can do that, right? Tis the season that this is an opportunity for you to, to walk in that and be, be that for somebody else with what you didn't have. Be intentional. Right? And to live intentional. Yeah. And tis the season to make sure that we know who could have been forgotten, but that we do our job to reach out to them. So right now, if you're listening to this and somebody comes to mind, that person, give them a call. That person reach out to social media, that person, ask somebody about them, what their whereabouts is, and reach out. Because there's a season for a lot of things. But as long as you live in intentional, we can go way further and do so much more. So on that note, peace. And until next time, this is My Bronx Story. I'm out.